This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Everyone, welcome back to the challenge wrap up for episode four of season thir- thirty-eight of the challenge. Ride or dies. Uh, I am Allie Lasher, and I am you know once again you know when you hear me struggling through the intro, it's because Brian is not here. Brian is celebrating his third wedding anniversary. Uh, I don't know if that's why he's not here, but that's a coincidence. Maybe no. Uh, so happy anniversary to Brian and Emily. And I get to bring in one of my favorite rider dies, uh, Rourke. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That's not for me. That's for Nelson. <laughs> Behind the scenes, I, we were about to log in and I was like, or whatever, log in, start. And I was just like, it is so this podcast that Brian should call out like once in six years. And it's when Nelson wins <laughs> the challenge. Uh, and you were like, do not talk about this until we're on air. This is historic. I am so honored to be here. As it was happening, I was like, no, it can't be because that would be too perfect for the podcast if it happened and then it happened i was like oh my god one thing going right it was unbelievable it, it's it's not to be believed i am without speech um which will make it hard for this podcast uh a, a lot to talk about rourke because yeah no this was a meaty episode i'm quite happy 
I want to talk about this episode, but I also want to talk about how you felt about the season overall, you know, like a lot of interesting format twists and revisits to old formats, a la the draw. Um, we have the rolling admissions process on the cast, which comes to a close tonight as Darrell and Veronica come on. So like, how, have you, how are you feeling coming into this episode? I mean, this entire show is a chaos agent. It, it, <laughs> and as you guys talk about, you just have to accept it. You lean in. It is what it is. In terms of things I like and do not like, I like a draw. I think that's very fun. I can only imagine the pit of complete crippling anxiety that you must feel before drawing one. I do have a question. How do they choose where to stand? In terms of each That's sword. interesting. I don't know. We because, can get there. Anyway. <laughs> you tell me. You're the reality TV contestant, right? You feel like they're, they're told by production where to go. And if they're told they, by production, that's <laughs> fucked. They've got to be able to walk over there themselves. But, but we have not seen everyone choose the one that's in front of them. Correct. But if, a, if production positioned you, I, I don't feel good about that. Because there's got to be there's got to be some sort of psych study that shows that you are more likely to take the one in front of you than another one. I mean, for all things reliable in science, I would go to you. So I I completely made that up, but it just makes (laughs) sense. (laughs) I mean, okay, here's how it would happen. Right. And I've obviously never been on reality television, but I imagine it would be like a lineup more than it would be. Uh, like we're positioning you in front of it, but we happen to put you in order and then you march in and you're in that order. Yeah. Cause they all stand there together. The winning duo selects who's definitely going in. And then in theory, I think they should be allowed to, you know, TJ says, move along, go over there. And then they <laughs> make their way. Self-directed. I mean, all right. We like back to what you said about it being a chaos agent. Like, do can we even be reading the tea leaves there? Like, do we have to just accept that this is the draw is random chance? I mean, for if they're manipulating that, they can be like, "Hey, Olivia, pick the one to the right and don't tell anyone I told you." Oh well, then that's yeah. I mean, that's just getting crazy. But (laughs) (laughs) pull it back before it was a normal conversation. No, so. I what think, you're telling me the producers are putting them in the right order because a scientific study that we're not aware of has determined <laughs> people are more likely to pick the one in front of them. Yeah. But I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. In Occam's razor, I do think you win on this one. But anyway, so bottom line, I like a draw. And also, I guess if, if you're a producer, you don't want Olivia pulling the safe one on this. You want to see if the other people hold up their bargain. Whatever. We're way ahead of ourselves. Okay. I don't like, as you call it, the role of admission. Say more. It seems unfair. <laughs> I was actually going to say, as a challenge fan, reality TV contestant, and pursuer of truth and justice, because <laughs> yeah. that's really the issue, right? It's like, it's probably fun for TV, and it lessens the group, so we're watching less rads of the challenge, whatever. But like absolute bullshit on fairness. And we have a low bar for caring about fairness on the challenge. Very much so. That said, only counterpoint is the people that they are bringing out are never people who go in early. So it almost, I think, outcome wise is net neutral. If they brought out 
a rookie duo that would have been, you know, thrown in week one. Epic. That's hilarious to me. Congratulations. You survived the first five rounds and did better than any rookie pair ever has. That's wild. But I don't know. It almost doesn't matter. I don't think that that's the judge of fairness, but whatever. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, it almost backfires for Darrell and Veronica here. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, you know, Brian and I are on the precipice of a major disagreement about what we think is going to happen with Darrell and Veronica. And I actually don't know that this episode answered that question, but where do you think they're going to fall between the vets and the rookies? And is their late entry the reason that they get thrown in here? Or is it just like a classic case of we need a reason and we have no more rookie rookie teams? Yeah, I always get the impression and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I always tend to have the feeling that Darrell is a little bit of a lone wolf on this stuff. Is that is that a similar read to what you have? Well, so I think, yeah, I mean, I think you're right, completely right that he's coming in and he says this, like, without a lot of close relationships, like his rider dies, you know, Amber says like, oh, he was my partner. And he's certainly got like a, he's been on shows with a lot of these people and he's a well-respected veteran and so is Veronica. But like, they're sort of outliers even amongst the veterans in the opposite way that like Amber and Jay and Michelle are outliers in the veterans in the other direction. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think Darrell is one. I, I feel like he's sort of a path of least resistance kind of guy. Let me get to the end. Let me make my money and I'll play ball with who I need to play ball with, which to me in this season would be like, we're vet, vet to vet Jordan, vet to vet bananas, vet to vet Nani. Agreed. Bananas and uh, bananas. Whoa. Brian thinks that like Darrell is about to like lead the charge of the rookies and like be the savior to the rookies. Okay. I, I think that's a wild take. I was like, as this started happening, because as the, the the pieces start coming into place where Nani's like, they're an easy one to put down, even though they're a vet vet team. And, you know, people are having these conversations with them. And at the end, Darrell's like, well, I'm going to, I'm a lone wolf. As you're saying, I'm going to lock in with Olivia and Horacio. I owe them. I'm like, Brian is spoiled on the season. Oh <laughs> That's so bitter. I'm like, Brian is spoiled. <laughs> I mean, okay. So last time I was on this podcast with Brian, I had the good fortune of meeting <laughs> Darrell like a week before. Yes. I got the distinct impression from him that he is like these survivor players that just truly view this show as a job. Okay. Do you, do you know what I, I mean? See that. I, yeah. And you know what? Maybe that's, you're just like pulling out the, the like core of both of what Brian and I think, which is like, I think Brian thinks he'll see the opportunity on the side of the rookies. So he'll do that. And that's sort of what happens this episode. It's like, oh, these rookies are going to look out for me. Well, then, okay. And this is my, I'm coming in today. And I don't care if I know these people for 20 years, I'm going to do what I have to do. And it's not personal. And I just thought he would see that on the side of the veterans. Yeah. But maybe really the root of it is just like, he's going to show up and do whatever the house wants. And it just depends or like what the opportunities that come to him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's pretty I think he's pretty go with the flow. Um, 
I also think that from the veterans perspective of kind of the cool kids crowd of the veterans, if you will, they, he is a pretty easy vet to sacrifice where they could get points for being like, Oh, look at me. I'm willing to throw in a vet. I'll, you know, I'll fall on that sword. I'll compromise. And it's him. And I, I think he, he's in a bad position. I think actually in both directions. Yeah, I think that's right. And maybe that's why it's so hard to pin down what he's going to do, because really he's sort of in trouble either way. But like what I have done pretty much to all of these teams that I have to take responsibility for of the past four episodes and God bless this audience for not adding me about it um, is I've like completely removed Veronica's agency from this whole conversation. Um, and I think we've been doing that as we talk about this team before, you know, this on you, we talked about this last week. Um, and we see Veronica here, one, talking to Anissa, which is definitely like a friend of hers yeah. and well-connected to Tori and Jordan. But we also see Veronica being one of the main people responsible for making the social, com- having the conversation with Olivia and Horacio that we later see as the reason that they're safe. I mean, who knows? That's really the reason. They think throwing in Hensel and Gretel made sense regardless. But also, is that offensive? Should I stop calling them that? Kim and, and Colleen, I think is the name. Yeah. Um, uh, but like Veronica is maybe a really good X factor for Darrell. Cause we've seen Darrell, you know, be the, I was gonna say like the, the authority, like the person, the, the more experienced one, even when he was, um, on all stars with his partner, like he had been back more recently, seen him with Amber, like Veronica though is a great social player and probably lacks or has strengths where Darrell lacks. So maybe that will be sort of the key mover for Darrell is wherever Veronica decides to go. Yeah. No, that's a, I think that's a really, I think that's a very good point. And I will say her, uh, her stats really shocked me when TJ introduced her. Isn't that interesting? It shocked me too. Not that I should be shocked by anyone's stats because who am I to claim I remember anything, but yeah, the stats they drop are 20 years of friendship, Darrell still the classic stat, nothing to sneeze at, only challenger to win four in a row. And Veronica shares the record for most female wins and the most daily wins of anyone, male or female. That's incredible. It is. And and look, do both of those stats come with a bit of an asterisk in terms of like, you know, I think they even talked about this with Darrell on the the look back show, the the memory lane, what was it called? The untold story. <laughs> and, I'm glad you pulled it because I uh, had no idea. <laughs> that was like, oh, I didn't take random words and you knew what I was <laughs> referencing. Um, no, but they mentioned that like, have the challenges gotten more physically demanding? I think Darrell has even talked about this uh, since Darrell won those four in a row. Yes. But is it still an insane statistic? Absolutely. Um, and in terms of like most wins, I'm I'm talking out of turn, so please at me if this is wrong. But like back in the day, there used to be a lot more team challenges than there have been in re- recent years. Yeah, and like terms of the physicality and difficulty of the challenges and the number of seasons. You know, it's like she's been on. I, I wonder who's like how many more seasons she's been on than the average like current female competitor. That said, just applying those asterisks, regardless, still extremely impressive statistics. Yeah. Agreed on everything you just said. 
Um, and I like that they dropped that to the audience, like to the newbies, like, cause a lot of these rookies have no idea who Darrell and Veronica are. And it's like, you should know, pay respect. Yeah. And the, and the viewers, viewers like us who do know who they are and didn't know this. I, know, so I don't know why nothing. I hated yeah. on the rookies. I mean, it's just too much. How are we, how are we supposed to keep track? <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about the sort of, I don't want to say redemption tour. It's more of like, uh, I want to say, um, <laughs> words fail. It's like a, a public humiliation tour of Tommy and sis. How dare they make a deal oh my God. and cross someone they don't know in front of the whole house to stay alive. I mean, yeah, it, it's just such an, this narrative only is happening about them because they are who they are. Yes. Yeah. And, and every time Devin like hammers at home, like that's what you want. And I know it was a confession. Shut up, Devin. Would I date you? Yes. Call me. Yes. But shut up. You were wrong. Okay. I have to go back and listen to your podcast on, can you tell your friend that you don't like their boyfriend? If that's going to be the case. Even though Brian famously called Devin my boy recently, and I was like defending him's dead father, does not make him my boy. <laughs> but no, I don't hate Devin, but I'd have some concerns about you dating him. I'll say oh, that. Oh my God. Of course. I mean, for a multitude <laughs> of reasons, but moving on. It's not outside the realm of possibility. You're like half a degree of separation from him. I mean, don't, don't tempt me. <laughs> Make my back channels. I think they're your front channels. (laughs) Your channel. (sighs) We'll talk about those channels soon. Um, Now I don't even know what we're talking about. This is like when I said put it in Rourke and we all regretted it. Um, Um, I really (laughs) thought we were going to make it through without that. (laughs) I forgot it until just now. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We were talking about Devin saying that Annalise and Tommy were, you know, the devil incarnate for this very basic challenge move. Um, agreed. I think we can both agree uh, that Tommy and Sis are going in every time, regardless, especially as we start losing rookie, rookie teams, and yeah. we have to put it, we, they have to put in four teams into the zone potential, potential zone. Um, but here's who I'm going to criticize is and and olivia plays a really good game she has a really great episode this week i'm not trying to take that away from her but i think she comes in you know results oriented no harm no foul and she looks extremely loyal to the house why she dresses down sis and tommy however sis and tommy are going to go in every time until they lose and they could draw the safe dagger. And if you're going to like dress them down and tell them you're out for blood, you're also probably going to go in every time. I just thought it was like a little premature to completely shit on them. Agreed. It, it doesn't add anything. And, and it detract like, and like they ended up being the, the pair that got thrown in, but you know, depending on who won, they could have been up for the draw and the same situation could have happened. And now you've like confirmed that your enemy is, whereas I like Kim's move of stooping Fessy right after he put her in to be like, no harm, no foul. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. Yeah, no, I agree. I was going to say, it, if we're talking ideal moves here, they go up to them and say, 
handshake. You did what you had to do. Would have done it too. We get it. And then you just don't forget. And then F him if you want later. But yeah, we're, we're on the same page. Um, then we get a montage. Well, we get Chauncey setting up Amber as the leader of the rookies. Um, not much really left to say about that, but that is brewing. Uh, I, I already was going to skip to the hookup montage, but I can't skip the gratitude circle. And speaking of your back channels, it sounded like something Jay would say. And to me, it sounded like Jay's voice suggested that everyone say something they're grateful for. But the camera cut to Jay not talking. So I'm like, who said this? Yeah, it was a weird voiceover. This feels like Jay's energy to me, or am I reading him wrong? No, I think it is. I think that's fair. Also, and people remember you were on Survivor. I don't mean to start any rumors like you and Jay have a direct channel, but just, you, you know, some of these people from Survivor. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that is true. To, to clarify to the audience. I gave you no introduction. I was like, Rock is here. Yeah. And then I just played the sounder and we were off. So, yes, true. We can put it in the show notes. Um, survivors. Rock. Um, that's, I mean, that's true. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, but okay. So we do get, apparently Fessy has called Colleen wifey, which I'm sure is the first time he's ever said that. Oh, this was... Do you like, would that work on you? Do you want to be called wifey? Absolutely not. <laughs> Literally never. Can we, before we get there, talk about the hugging? Oh, yes. I didn't like yes. it. So let's actually, I skipped that. I'm glad we talked where you're bringing this up. Um, because Brian and I, now I want to talk about the hugging. I want to hear what you have to say about that. But I also think it's time to discuss the age difference. Oh, what's the age difference? Uh, you talk about the hugging. I'll Google the age difference. <laughs> you think I would be prepared when I said that. And then I wasn't. Yeah, it just. So first of all, there is a great shot of Laurel noticing the camera. And looking kind of deer in headlights about it, which I really enjoyed. I always love it when people notice you see them noticing production and give a direct look into camera. But 
So he asks her to remove his necklace. She does so and proceeds to give him three hugs. And the first one was fine. The second one was not great. And the third one was like really uncomfortable where she clearly, I think, was trying to assess his interest in making out and he did not meet her there. And I think after hug two, she should have bailed. Yeah, it was a very uncomfortable scene. I think, um, you know, we hear a lot more interest from Laurel in the confessionals than we do Horacio. Like we hear like, Oh, I really like Laurel. I like getting to know her. And then we hear like sort of physical attractiveness from Laurel and like, Oh, he's so cute. I wake up in bed next to him and he's there and like, whatever. Um, yeah. The hugs definitely didn't seem reciprocated. Yeah. And that's sort of why I wanted to bring up the age difference too. I don't think it's, it's certainly not like an insane age difference. Horacio is 26 and Laurel's 37. Okay. And I just like, yeah, there's a weird power dynamic here, right? Too, because like Laurel is a veteran. He's a rookie. Again, we see it all the time. We see it with Fessel and, and Colleen. Like it's nothing inherently wrong with it. I just don't know that we're seeing a real reciprocation of vibes in the opposite direction. And then to me, it like heightens the like age and power thing. Agreed. In his confessionals, he's like, Laurel is a mentor. How nice. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, look, we've also seen I think Laurel was on Fessel's list of like all the girls he's hitting on in the house. So like maybe it's just the edit that's putting like all of this direct attention from Laurel to Horacio. And I thought it was interesting that when not um, Nani, when Nelson and Narice are looking for a team to put in that definitely would save Horacio and Olivia, they don't put in Laurel and Max. Like, oh, obviously Laurel's so obsessed with Horacio that he will, they will save him. So, you know, I'm, I, I don't mean to like put this on Laurel, but from what we're seeing, I think this was like a, a not great scene for the situation. Yeah, I very um, no, I'm glad we got back to that um but some other not great scenes depending on how you feel about these couples um fessy and colleen hook up i actually had been doubting the interest level from colleen's side i was like oh i think colleen's mulling around and like having interest in fessy but they do hook up yeah no she's so good for them can we talk about why do some people have have like this bungalow and why are some people in bunk beds <laughs> You know, I don't know. I wonder if, uh, well, because they're still twin beds. I guess. I don't know. They right? look nicer for some reason. I mean, yeah. I feel like we've sometimes seen that on the challenge house where there'll be like two beds or three beds in a room and then there'll be like five bunk beds and it's just like whatever the Airbnb had. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, I don't know. It, seemed, it was surprising to me to see that difference in accommodation. Yeah. I mean, do you choose if you're in the house, do you choose the nicer accommodation with fewer people or do you choose the shittier accommodation that leave, gives you more access to people? Probably the probably the shittier accommodation with more people, frankly. But once your mouth tape is on, you can't talk game anyway. That's true. How dare you bring <laughs> up my mouth tape? I thought about it, but I was like, you've talked about that on your podcast, so I'm not outing it. Yeah, yeah, I have. I um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the sleeping with mouth tape. It's very healthy for you. Um, I don't 
I will not hide this. I know a lot of people would prefer I have day tape, so <laughs> night tape is is totally uh, the least you could understandable. Do. Exactly. Um, but here's something that I made me go all caps in my notes. Jordan gets in bed with Tori. Dude, I wrote no <laughs> underline underline underline. <laughs> And my toxic ass is like, aww. (laughs) (laughs) But why is this getting buried? Regardless of how you feel about it, it's like this gets disposed of very quickly, very maturely, where Tori is like, this is not sexual, this is comfort. And Jordan's like, we'll always have a connection. And they yada yada it in the Love Shack montage between Fessel and Kim and Nelson and Olivia. And I was like, they should make a meal out of this, no? This is why you don't let them stay friends with exes. <laughs> I am so vindicated. Well, okay. Let's I realize that doesn't it. address your question at all. No, you're fine. You're a relationship expert. No, definitely not. But Former relationship expert. My <laughs> Recently former. <laughs> no, I think that I have a feeling they don't They just don't have the time in these episodes for that to be a whole thing, right? This is an hour and a half episode television. It's a movie. We have seen so much. It is. We have seen it longer than most feature films I enjoy. But we have seen Fessel and Kim's story, the same story, three episodes in a row. We can't bump them. What did I tell you? I said Kim. Yeah. Well, now that's a story I'd be interested yeah. in. But Vessel and Colleen, like three times in a row before we got to their hookup. But maybe it just is like, it is exactly face value what they said it was, which is like Jordan came and snuggled with Tori and there's nothing else to say about it. The one piece of information I wish that they would have provided is what's up with Naya? Well, we didn't get that information when they were on the Challenge All-Stars together. That's true. But I don't even know that we saw them hook up on that show. I don't think like we the did. They just like talked about how much love they have for each other, which is it's it, it's giving Mindy Kaling BJ Novak and I don't like it. Okay, first of all, I love everything that BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling have to give, including the mystery and the obsession. Oh my god. But <laughs> but um well, okay, going back to your relationship expertise. If you're Naya and you have like Let's say you were supposed to be on the show with Jordan, which is what we understand was the situation. And you and Jordan, Nye and Jordan have a situation ship. They're not like exclusively together, but they have a very close relationship that has now gone on mm-hmm. at least years. He gets in bed, but does nothing else with his ex-fiance on national television. Uh, done. Okay. <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, what's even the question here? <laughs> it's like such poor disrespect. It's like complete disrespect regardless. Yeah, 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 yeah. Block, block. But he gets in bed with Anissa platonically because like, as we've seen on the challenge and like Big Brother and these show and Survivor, it's like, I mean, Survivor, it's more for warmth, yeah. but still like you're laying around, you're cuddling, you're getting close to people. If it's not Tori, is that okay? Yeah, I can live with that. Okay, good to know. Um, keeping your skills sharp. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a week since I recorded. I'm rusty since I quit. I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna happen 
with them the rest of the season if this is again just like you know part of me is like is this because they have a relationship with Tori like that like her stuff's not getting blown up just like Banana's stuff didn't used to get blown up but like maybe I'll take it they've done a lot of work separately and now together they seem to be getting along and handling it maturely so well that's like I'll try to ride that bus I'm a I'm a big fan of this podcast Game of Roses which is a Bachelor podcast and oh sorry I thought you meant this podcast that was misleading I'm also a fan of this podcast (laughs) trust me I was actually thinking today I was like oh I'm like really excited to record with Allie tonight but then it means that I don't get to like listen this week (laughs) that's what I always say about doing the podcast every week (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway okay so Game of Roses they have they are right now obviously talking about Bachelor in Paradise and they believe that there are certain players or like contestants on they call them players because they believe it's a game on <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise specifically, not the like origin, not the feeder shows, not Bachelor, Bachelorette. But then once they get s- segmented into or fed into Bachelor in Paradise, that there are like protected players that producers have chosen, have a narrative for love and success on the show. And so they are given people that they want to meet and they are given them early. They are not made to wait for them, etc. And so they call this player a protected player. I think the challenge equally has protected players. And I think Tori is a protected player because a big Venn diagram on Bachelor protected players are ones that have Warner Brothers sanctioned podcasts. And so like Grocery Store Joe, um, Tia Booth, etc. Those all have like podcasts under the Warner umbrella. And so Tori and Anissa are going to be protected players. It makes complete sense. And I think, I mean, don't get me started on Bachelor in Paradise. We could pivot this into a five hour Bachelor in Paradise podcast. Um, But people can check out Amy and Haley talking about it on the Challenger Hop Up. Uh, Same network. Not on the Challenger Hop Up. Oh, whatever. Whatever you're doing now, just do the other thing. Um, But, but. Yeah, it makes complete sense. I think Teddy said that right coming out of it is like she was only allowed to talk to Andrew, so she left. Yeah. Um, but even for the, it's almost more like, look, I get it. You're producing a show, so you want to have some engagements. So if someone breaks up with their relationship right before a rose ceremony, you bring someone in at the eleventh hour who you wanted them to meet next week uh, and bend all of the rules because you want to see two people who have lost their partners. Uh, get engaged. I get it. I want to see that too. But um, for the challenge, I mean, they're invested in these people because the challenge only survives as long as there are these big names to keep coming back and keep causing storylines and drama. And, you know, Tori is great for that. And like a lot of the people who are the former protected players, the CTs, the bananas, you know, they're getting up there in years and they have different value. And like Nani has very different value now than she did back in the day when she was messier and crazier. And so like, it it makes sense to me that they need to have these sort of people that they shield. I think if they're shielding Tori's relationship with Jordan or some messiness with Jordan, much better than some of the other things they've shielded for other people. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, that would make sense to me. Yeah, so that's my, that's um, my I think it's a good comparison. All right. Nelson, someone who doesn't need to be protected because God love him. He's just, I don't know, I keep saying God bless him. God love him. I don't know where 
it's from, it's from Boots. Hunter Barfield has taken over me. Oh God, it's <laughs> personal. Um, but uh, Nelson has found love again in a hopeless place with Olivia. Are we shipping Nelson and Olivia? I mean, this is just such a marriage of convenience. It's absurd. <laughs> also, I mean, I'm the worst. I, so by the, I want to give a shout out to our friend, um, friend of the pod, friend in real life, Mel, who streamed this for me via discord so i could watch oh, it shout out to yeah, so i could watch it on east coast time and i texted her during it and i was like olivia looks so much like this girl from love island us and she's like yeah that's her <laughs> Where did you think she came from? i don't know i didn't know i didn't know so okay that's iconic so that was a that um, was a whoops to Mel for straightening that out i mean here's the thing like I felt a little funny about how she said Nelson makes me feel worthy of being here. That was a very interesting thing to say. Not like worthy of love or good. Like he validates me as a challenger that like I'm hooking up with a challenger. I thought that was very interesting. Well, how do these other Love Island rookies feel that she was immediately put onto main stage and everyone else was on the CBS disaster? Okay, here's the thing. If you're pitched, you didn't see the CBS show and they say, hey, Rourke, you're on Survivor. We're doing a challenge on CBS or you can come to the main show. Like, does it feel like a step down to go to the CBS show? I feel like that seems like a step up before you see it. Well, because one of them's well, Paramount streaming has to be a step down, I think. If there's a paywall to get to the CBS. show on. No, it was on Paramount Plus. Was it on? Am I stupid? I thought it was on CBS. I don't think so. I think it was a Paramount Plus exclusive. I don't think so. Oh, shit. Really? (laughs) I'm pretty sure I watched it on my YouTube TV. I'll tell you right now. Shit, I didn't know that. Watch on CBS, CBS cbs.com. It was on CBS. Oh, wow. That changes things for me. It was on CBS during the summer, but it was on CBS. Wow, I had no idea. Then I guess in that case... I go with the CBS one. So I think that answers the question. I mean, but it's also like, I agree that to me, it's like surprising, especially the girls who are on Love Island, like Kira, Cash, I'm trying to think who else is it. Like, those are girls I would have thought like would be easy put, like easy picks to go to the challenge. Justine, but Olivia, who is someone I didn't love on Love Island, has absolutely slayed i have a strong feeling that they coached her because mm. something say more um just because of the, the because of the cadence of filming i believe this was done probably pretty close to right after but they do get released it's not like survivor they don't sequester you the whole time they send you back as you go and wait start again you mean like in between love island and this show no i'm sorry in between the filming of cbs challenge you mean the girlies coached olivia the girlies from love who were on cbs got it i thought you meant like production coached her to make this no because something that um is it sessi the one who went out first (laughs) who do you, you know who i'm talking about though right the one who went out first in what show? On CBS, CBS Challenge. 
Selly. Thank you. When, I was like, no one's name is Sessie. I'm sorry. I'm like to call it. I'm sorry. Selly was no, close. No, you're good. She went out first. I did meet her though. So when I met her, <laughs> she said something very funny, which is that this was unfair. All these other shows are game shows. All CBS taught me to do was make out, like not how to play a game. And so I strongly suspect that the Love Island girls then coached Olivia as to how to play a game. Interesting. I I mean, and I think hooking up with Nelson was a part of that plan (laughs) or not necessarily Nelson specifically, but definitely a vet. And, and fair play to them. Like totally. If that, like that's what they should be doing because everybody else is talking with their network before they come on the challenge. Um, but but like that coaching aside, and it was better. And I'm skipping around. I'll get to the challenge. But like, do we have to? It was we so talk- bad. I loved it. Wait, what? I loved it, even though I had no reason to like it. That was insane. <laughs> you want to set it up because Brian's not here, and I don't want to have. To okay, work. sure. So <laughs> it played out in a delightful five heats where one partner hangs from a trapeze suspended above the city, a city of Argentina, and they have to hold on for as long as possible because if multiple people get a flag, you then have to look at who held on longer. So they're going to hold on for as long as possible. They then let their partner who's standing on a platform know that they're about to give out. And that partner then must give a running leap to create enough pendulum momentum to push their partner into position to stretch their arm and grab a flag behind them. What didn't you like about (laughs) it? (laughs) Start. First of all, zero, like zero action, five heats, seemingly impossible. Such low success rate. I don't want to watch 98% of teams literally fail. I agree. And I think you and I have talked about before, like certain challenges not being adjusted for height are crazy on the challenge. Like, yeah. You know, I, when Veronica is like jumping, it's like, yeah, it's just crazy. Too bad they didn't have uh, but in that sense, season, she's a real non jumper. Oh, why is my brain broke? Oh, God, yes. Okay, sorry. The one my that, like, broke. eats it and breaks um, her face. Yeah. But, like, I was first big ups to Jarrell for even doing this, because this is sort of, like, not in his, in anything I'd expect him to be doing. Uh, but anyway, there's no reason to like it. I agree with you. Everything you're saying is totally right. That said, I had a lot of fun. And, like, given the heats, like, each heat took 20 seconds. For sure. So total time, I felt like I was watching more monotony last challenge. That's fair. And this was when when Tommy goes full Peter Pan, like I was crying. Yeah. Like I just had fun, but agreed. It was so stupid. I honestly didn't understand the point of it until like three or four, four heats in. Um, so agreed. It was wild. And what a perfect, insane challenge for Nelson to win. The one that makes no sense. Yeah. No, it's all, it's a, that's all, those are all very valid points. And um, yeah, another thing that I learned is that challenge production is far below in terms of making challenges equal. 
not yeah. survivor um where like to your point about height just to give people a concrete example you know the ones where you know people have to like hold the um they have to hold things up above their head like by putting their hand at a 90 degree angle and like holding something up for a long time mm-hmm. so like on survivor those are all like scaled to everybody's height like where like how far Makes so sense. that like some like you and i are actually a good example where we would not be reaching the same distance like we would be reaching equal distance but like what are you trying to say i'm pointing out that you are shorter than me and um yeah challenge really doesn't care apparently and and survivor also accounts for like things based on your starting weight too like they'll adjust for weight too right i never got to experience that so i would not i feel like i've heard jeff say that uh, like when they're giving certain percentage, when they have to like carry a weight around or pick up weight or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I mean, not when they're like running around and the whole team has to like cover a certain, I don't know. I, I've heard, definitely heard that on a challenge. It could have been a hundred years ago on survivor, but like on the challenge, they've always just done like, if you're a man, you get X weight. And if you're a woman, you get X weight. And it's like, well, look at Tommy versus bananas. Yeah. It's not like really I mean, helping. We can talk anyone. about Tommy versus Kim and, 20 minutes (laughs) oh we'll talk about it um but yeah so one thing that's interesting is like i also like when they realize like the what they assume the preferred gender roles would be in the challenge are actually not ideal and like three you know in the third round like jordan and nisa realize like the woman should actually be holding it and the men can be jumping and adding more momentum or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like when there's some like shifts like that. And it's not just like, like I was thinking that in the challenge in the, in the elimination, the like thought. maybe sis should have been holding. Yep. Yeah. I, I also think that the calculus shifts if you're in later heats and you see no one is completing. So then the time matters very little. Like Anissa is not mm. going to hold on for long and that's okay because so few people are going to even complete. But that's not okay if the five people before you have completed. Very, very good point. Um, but even like a Casey and a Kenny. That like, they really even should those, switch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. We, we wrap up with Nelson's after 54 daily challenges. Nelson and Narice win. I'm sure Brian will have a lot to say. Again, it is my anniversary gift to you, Brian, that I did not. You texted me the drinking game from Kyle Picard and I did not spoil you. Uh, but it's very difficult. So thank me for that, please. <laughs> when you hear this, if you hear it. I was going to say, we'll let him know. <laughs> I love Tori. That's impressive. I mean, not impressive, but important. <laughs> yeah. It's the you know it's the counter. You're we've now we're resetting the clock. Zero days without an incident, and we can just restart now because presumably he will lose again. It has been zero days since our last nonsense. Uh, yeah, no, that's good. Challenge shots, I'm sure, will be on it. Um, but all right, we go out and we're gonna see where Nelson and Narisa's head head heads are at. It's interesting because you know last week they sort of set up Nelson and Narice and Fessel and oh geez Mariah Mariah okay Mariah as the two teams where the veterans weren't sure where they stand and then we get a boom one two win win uh back to back so Nelson and Narice did Fessel one last week right 
Okay, when he said mom, I was like, shit, am I wrong? No, I'm right. saying this? Um, so, Sis and Tommy are already worried they're going to get heat for putting Johnny in. No, I don't know how that's somehow... Fessel and Mariah really made it work to somehow get out of Dodge or get out of the responsibility of that. Um, because I don't understand how it falls to the person picking the daggers when really the people in power are responsible. Yeah, that's bizarre. I didn't even clock that. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But the most interesting thing I think that happens in the night out is that Nelson says, once again, following suit with Fessel. I, Nelson took a lot of credit for being like, I'm not getting distracted. I'm showing loyalty. I'm putting my girlfriend in. It's the exact move Fessel did last week. Completely. <laughs> but again, good for Nelson. Like he was like, I'm going to make a statement. It's, I'm going to make the exact same statement that Fessel did. And I respect Nelson for doing that. And Olivia comes in with, I've got a perfect plan. I'm going to accept this and let's make it look like we're not working together and put in people who are guaranteed to save me. What do you make of this? I mean, high risk, man. Worked out, sort of. In a way, it's an untested plan. Actually, it is an untested plan. Literally. Because <laughs> it really didn't come down to that. And I have some questions. So, God, wait, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to jump. I don't want to quite jump there yet because I was confused that Colleen and Kim seemed left out of the conversation. And yet they would have had to be in it for this plan to ever work. Well, let's jump to that because can I, it is fast. Can I say another thing really fast, though? Please. When they reveal the people, the four people, the four teams in it. I'm sorry, Bananas. Take another UCB class in L.A. You do not think this is savage or, or like get, get the fuck out. You saw right through that. Don't pretend. I was waiting for that confessional where he was like, Olivia's taking this like super well. I thought he was going to be like, so clearly she's in on it. You know, like I, I didn't understand. Like, yeah, I agree. Like there's no world where she wouldn't get upset. And this wasn't like, this was a surprise to her. Yeah. The, I, st stop it. Sorry. I'm speechless. <laughs> no, but here's my issue. And this is sort of going back to what we're talking about before, but this also is like this plan again, I think, it's exactly what I said Olivia should have done with Sis and Tommy. And it's like, 
telling Nelson you're good and like trying to get the most out of it that you can. And like it works out for them. They crush it. Really, really good instincts from Olivia. Great work. However, what had Olivia not made this plan? Like who were the teams that were put in because they would be good allies to Olivia and Horacio? These to me are the teams that were going to put it be put in regardless, which is why I think Kim and Colleen never get a conversation because they're just like, they'll be loyal to us because they're rookies and we don't have to make a deal with them. But also these are all the teams that were going in anyway. Right. No, that's a very good point that like. I'm trying to think of a good analogy for it. Where it's like you've built a Rube Goldberg machine when all you have to do is like drop the marble from point A to point B. Which is sort of what I think Tommy insisted last week incorrectly. Like, while I think ultimately their move was the right move, they did too much work. They should have just been like, you want us around because you want to go against us. We're the weakest team. We'll keep going in. You know, like you didn't have to make the deal. Yeah, that's true. Uh, You could have just logic your way into it. And yeah, here it's like, I don't really know. I, again, I really like the way she set it up and I think she looks really cool and like a good player because of it. But the outcome is the exact same. Yeah. And I think it's just like, maybe like again if you were going to put in teams that were going to definitely save Horacio and Olivia you would put in Laurel and Max and now I understand that Laurel you mean Jack why do I keep calling him Max it's Jack wow I, this is the second time this episode I did that wait really I, I didn't even catch it the first time um I know I said it the first is time it because <laughs> is it because and he's Max in my notes I don't oh I'm sorry <laughs> is it because it's like J-A-K-K, and I feel like sometimes there's like M-A-X-X. <laughs> like an X. I think the two Ks look like an X. I need my eyes checked. Is it because you're thinking of Jax of Vanderpump Rules game? <laughs> Maybe he's just giving Max. Like, he looks like a Max to me. Uh, but um, I know that Laurel would piss off the veterans, but like, so it wouldn't really pull off Nelson and Reese's plan. But I don't think this is like, again, it works out. And I actually do think it would have been in Darrell and Veronica and Colleen and Kim's best interest to save Horacio and Olivia solely because whatever team got put in against Sis and Tommy, I'm sorry, was favored to come back. And you don't want to piss off a team that's proven that they're going to win more. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Darrell and, and Veronica would be more likely to align with them and Kim and Colleen have the veteran thing. So like, I do think it worked out, but I think it just really, like you said, it was a to B to C to D to G to E to F or just a to F. Mm -hmm. And they did the like more fun route. Yeah. Certainly better television. (laughs) I enjoyed myself. Um, One thing I want to know about, Oh God, just a quick interjection. When you asked earlier about overall impressions of the season, something I didn't say, and that is in my notes. And I would like to say now is normalize wearing shirts and confessionals. (laughs) It's not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say, but I'm, I'm with you. I just, unless you're Devin, is that, I, you know what? I even want him covered up. (laughs) I like a covered man. You're so possessive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. What I, I want to ask you this too, overall impressions. What's your, what's your feeling on the deliberation? Cause like, I feel like we just talked about all the ins and outs 
And now with the night out, and now we're going to the deliberation where all four couples are going to get interviewed. Uh, to what end? Are you getting anything out of these scenes? The they could have fully yada yada over everything except for to me, Veronica and Darrell, where Narice like directs them to make that deal. Yeah. Okay. Some value. <laughs> You've won. Thank you. <laughs> um, I also thought it was weird that they decide that Kim and Colleen are like the best decision when I like thought maybe like shouldn't Kim and Colleen have gotten like a little bit of a hint last week that Olivia this is the other reason I think going off on Sis and Tommy is so messed up if all of the rookies are supposed to work together and Horacio and Olivia have such a great big reaction to be being put in shouldn't Kim and Colleen be like why are you guys so upset that we went in that we got saved, sorry, that we didn't go in. Wait, I'm sorry. That doesn't make Say sense. So again. let me try again. So, okay, last week's elimination, it's Tommy and Sis safe, choosing between sending in Olivia and Horacio or Kim and Colleen, right. all rookie, rookie teams. So Olivia freaks out and is like, you made a deal with us. You lied. You didn't respect this deal. You can't be trusted. Isn't that like a little overboard? It's like Jay, Johnny, and Horacio. Like, if you're all friends and you're all teams, like, yeah, you can be bummed that you have to go in, but making such a public, like, stink about your quote-unquote allies being safe, I think also should send a message to Kim and Colleen that maybe you can't trust, like, they can't trust you. Yes, that their allyship does not matter so much. Right. Like, if, if it was between you and me up for something and I didn't get it and you did, I'd be upset, but I'd be happy for you. You know, like that, like that's, I think what she needs to be expressing. And if, if I'm like devastated, you're like, well, wait, aren't we friends? Like, aren't you happy for me? That like, that's sort of what I mean. So I was surprised that like Kim and Colleen were so down to work with them, but I guess they just really don't have any options. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were fully relying on them not having any options because before, right before they pulled the sword, I wrote, if every deal here was reciprocal, what happens if Olivia and Horacio pull the sword and then they proceeded to do it? And then it was revealed that they actually really only made one deal because I also was going to say like, then you're literally doing exactly what you just roasted Annalise and Tommy for. But again, I guess they didn't talk to Kim and Colleen. I, I, yeah. And we're relying on them just assuming that rookies would stick together. Yeah, and maybe they didn't. Maybe they did like a Big Brother moment where it's like, uh, we had a conversation where we're like, we're rookies, we're good, but I didn't promise you. Yeah, like, yeah. if I'm not promising you, then you're the idiot. Mm. Um, because I think Kim and Colleen have that reaction of like, uh, this is weird. We're rookies, but okay. And now, like, the game resets, and we'll come in. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so. I I did I was surprised. I thought Darrell and Veronica were going to go in, so but I was happy they didn't. And I kind of thought, sort of whatever about if we lost Tommy and Sis or we lost Kim and Colleen, I wasn't upset. Agreed. How much do you think this is going to matter? Darrell says he's he owes Olivia and Horacio, and he's going to remember this. Do you think this is going to uh, set the wheels in motion for a, a hot new alliance? <laughs> sigh yeah. Rook sighs. Um, I just 
everything to me in the challenge is like Chekhov's X, where this shit mm-hmm. does not come back. You know? Wait, you think it doesn't come back? I, I don't trust anything in this show. Fair. I think you're not watching Survivor this season, right? No, I'm not. Like, after watching Survivor, like, last week, <laughs> the challenge is the most straightforward show on television. Oh, so people have said, <laughs> no, I'm but, hearing but, that's good. People are saying it's good? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it was last season? I forget. Oh. Somebody liked something recently. <laughs> I just took a big step back. (laughs) Somebody liked something recently. People like things. Um, But things I didn't love. In in the actual zone, I felt so bad for Tommy. Also, they did him so dirty. They played the same clip, I think, approximately 11 times. Of him, like, going in the crouch? Of, no, where he gets off balance onto one foot. Uh, the one foot mm-hmm. yeah it was really just uh, oscillating between the crouch and the one foot he was so not understanding the physics that's the piece where i was like you're so he was literally like he was literally out over his skis where he needed to move <laughs> back like shift your weight back what are you doing so this is what i didn't understand and i'm glad you're here to f- explain this like uh Everyone's like, it's all mental. He's in his head. And I'm like, is it mental? But I guess what you're saying is like, he wasn't approaching it, right? Correct. Like, uh, actually, another reason why I think they should have switched gender wise is like, women have really strong legs. And this was a leg to get you started challenge, like arms to keep you going. And I think he just like, was he was trying to use his upper body when he should have used his legs and he was never going to get her lifted that way. And it's hard because Tommy is very physically strong. So I get why they'd be like, I'm physical enough to do this, even though my guess is that they probably weigh similar. Yeah, like, I think probably. I don't know, maybe within a 10 pound differential. Yeah. Like she's a little taller. He has more muscle, but women like tend to carry more weight than men. So it's, yeah, it probably all comes out in the wash. Um, and, and she's very strong too. So like, and I don't think it, you needed, I mean, we don't have a sense of how long this challenge lasted, but I didn't think you needed like to keep them up for hours. So I think she definitely had the capability of doing it. Agreed. I also was just surprised like- so, but- Look to your left and notice how different your bodies are positioned. But then, okay, so tell me, like, I'm five. How was he supposed to be doing it? Because I felt like he was going to get her up when he, like, did crouch and he was, like, touch your shoes or something. And, like, he did at one point get in sort of, like, a seated position. Is that not what he was supposed to do? I think seated, again, you're still not going to be able to use any lower body in a seat. So I think I think what he had to do was like get a forearm's length up the rope because he kept he was holding really far at the end and then right. um huge mistake to jerk because then you are fighting resistance as she clunks down. And so I believe that you need to get about a forearm and a half lengths where your two hands are on the rope and start leaning and walking backwards. Like the anchor and tug of war. Yeah. 
Um, all right. I, I have I no it. idea. I mean, everybody- but just from looking at what Kim was doing and like seeing how Tommy was trying to use like chest and shoulder versus it just seemed there's like there has to be a difference there in terms of success. And everybody was saying what you're saying, which is like he was doing it wrong. It was mental. He didn't believe himself. He got in his own way. He like didn't calm down and just like reposition basically. Yeah. I think he just sort of so, stopped like thinking kind of like logically about it um, and obviously panicked. And, you know, I thought TJ gave a really sweet pep talk. I'm glad TJ wasn't like, well, you absolutely blew it because clearly Tommy felt bad enough. And I thought, you know, sis is such a solid teammate. That must have been yeah. frustrating. She really didn't show it. She and, you know, they got a so nice well. send off. I think the real salt in the wound was when the challenge finished. And Kim was like, I don't want to get you dirty. So I'm just going to like hold you forever. And I was like, okay, that's an insult. Well, when he was like shine your shoes, I thought he was being a jerk. And I didn't realize he was giving him advice until they were like, oh, the guy next to you is giving you advice. Yeah. No, I think he was saying like you're slipping, like reset your footing. Oh, I thought he meant like bring the rope down to like try, was telling him about the position. Either way, he wasn't being a jerk. Yeah, You're definitely, probably not. Right, but, like, definitely not being a jerk. I thought he was like, oh, like your shoes. Um, I don't do good German accents. I don't do good accents in general. Um, but uh, it's like imagine me in French class, like a Jersey girl trying to speak French was horrific. Oh God, anyway, I actually enjoy I'll spare you. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll leave you a voice note. Um, but it was really, do you think we're going to see Sis and Tommy, Sis or Tommy again, and or? Ugh. I don't know. I've got a lot of heart. And I think that. <laughs> so now. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, you need. MTV structurally needs some people like this every season, right? You cannot have a season like financially they cannot have a season of based on like the based on the way they pay people they cannot have a season of all johnny's and cts and whatever's right and so like they need chum every season sorry <laughs> yeah you're not wrong and, and look even from a, a he's a big personality i don't tommy, know yeah tommy was a lot of fun um Sis, like, what's the difference between Sis and Amber? Really, like, the way your season goes. Yeah, You know, fair. like, I think Sis could come on another season, have a different partner. No disrespect to Tommy, but just, like, period. Like, Sis could probably come in, you know, could make the final on a handful of seasons, depending on, like, the circumstances. And I think Tommy's a lot of fun. And like you said, he's got a lot of heart. He's a different personality. And I wouldn't be surprised or upset to see them on another season. I wouldn't be surprised if we never see them again. 100% agree. Uh, but Sis, I know, at least has been in the mix for a number of seasons now. Like, she's been on a list of, like, oh, she's an alternate or she was cast and she falls out of the cast. So I know this is, like, they've been interested in her for quite a while. So maybe uh, they'll give her the nom <laughs> to bring her back again. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, his first season, Jay went out in a spot really similar to this. Yeah, for sure. I was surprised to see Jay back on his second yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, no disrespect to your channel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right, no new pair. Tori says this is where the real game begins. 
This is where our game begins uh, as we get to the drinking game. Kyle Picard sent the drinking game to Brian Cohen, and Brian Cohen sent the drinking game to me. Thank you to Kyle and to Brian. Um, so there were six, seven. Oh, Brian does the math. Six, seven, eight, nine drinks total. Two TJ compliments, kind words for Tommy, and said Colleen was awesome at the puzzle. Um, and six dual confessionals and one nickname. Nelson did call himself Daddy, and we were all worse. I for really it. didn't like it. Who did? If you could. Um, do you want to add a role to the game? I'm ready. Please go for it. Um, anytime a player makes a ridiculous analogy. Love it. Like you get your drink. It's ready. like going to grandma's house on Sunday. You don't want to, but you have to. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm going to add one that should have been added week one and maybe won't get used a lot, but like, it seems to be, uh, TJ seems to have fun with it. Anytime, uh, someone says the game is friendly, just anytime someone says the word friendly, oh, wow. feeling friendly, it's a friendly season. Uh, again, I think we're probably maybe on the last week on we'll get it, but <laughs> otherwise the moment probably has passed. Has anybody added so like perfect time? I always think as an actor, it must be really cringe to have to have the line that is the title of the movie. Like I always feel bad for that actor. And do you think we should add like anytime somebody's like, that's a real ride or die? So here's the thing. We've had that before. Okay. Like not then we add common rules all the time one i want to reserve the right to use that in a pinch sure. <laughs> but also i think like they use it so uh, yeah often. it's too much, it's too much. Okay, fine. um but brian i'll probably come back and add it no it's fine. no like we Do definitely like had vendetta i want to say vendetta was maybe the last oh, one God, yeah, um was... but it's a it's a good one I'm also getting worried about the dual confessionals that I'm screwing the pooch on that for Kyle camping. Mm. We still want to make it enjoyable for his watch. So we'll see. It's true. Um, Rick, this was so lovely as always. Where can, can people find you? Anyway? Oh, you're an influencer now. People can find you on Instagram. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, they can. It's funny. I was actually <laughs> thinking about this um, today where I was like, when she asked me like, where people can find me, I'm going to be like, you can't, I'm done. <laughs> Um, recently left her very good and very successful podcast thank you um, Finding Mr. Height which will continue without her but it will not be the same yeah Um, had to uh, quit because I have a real job unfortunately Um, but know what that's like exactly Um, (laughs) so no I I have a public Instagram presence under the name Rourke's underscore kitchen Um, I post stories I don't really post to the grid Um, and then I actually spent an airplane ride recently removing every single follower from my personal account that I do not know personally. So don't follow me there. Wow. I do, this was on your, you, I use them interchangeably because I don't know the difference, but <laughs> it might be annoying, but um, you posted a style, a great style tip. I loved your outfit. You were wearing a surprising shoe oh, thank you. and you plugged a stylist. I followed She's her. Great. She actually DM'd me um, in response to that. I was like, Oh my God, starstruck. And you, uh, you make great recommendations for sales going on right now. You make great recommendations. You've influenced me to buy some great product. Uh, so definitely I endorse the follow and uh, go check out Rourke's old episodes. I will say uh, that as someone who knew you when before 
uh, and had podcasted with you prior to your own personal podcasting endeavor. It was absolutely lovely to watch you grow that from a seedling idea to like a full-fledged Patreon advertising money making machine oh podcast that was really delivering amazing content it was really awesome to, to that watch. means a lot you are my podcast fairy godmother where i feel like i've leaned on you a lot and thank you we all descend from Hallie strong oh yeah actually wow true um, <laughs> um so thank you for coming on you can follow me at last tweets you can follow brian at cohen brian underscore uh, you could subscribe, leave us reviews, let us know what you think. Are you out there? Uh, I almost made like a, it's me, Chelsea. That didn't work. Uh, Robinswebsite.com slash challenge feed. Uh, we'll be back next week with Brian. So you won't have to hear me open or close and struggle in this way. You did a great job. Uh, thank you. Until then, have a good one. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.